Hey guys, it's Jess. Hey guys, it's Jordan. And this is episode five of Two Sarcastic Girls. Um, so some of you are very upset because we <laughs> decided to skip a week. Um, we apologize. Jordan hates her life and it takes <laughs> us a lot of time to get through things. Okay, I will. I promise I will edit that one. <laughs> um, Jess was in a week-long anxiety-ridden depression. Yeah, but that's every week. That that shouldn't prevent us. That's every the week. The sun is coming Tuesday. out more. I think we'll get more motivated. Oh, 100%. I, I can actually wake up better in the morning now that we get a little bit of sunlight. So I'm less of like... Well, and it's it's like, can I do it through crying? Can we record through through sobs? I've been told that I'm not easily understood when I'm crying. <laughs> what are you saying? I need you to calm down. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick too before we get started. Don't ever tell somebody to calm down and expect the reaction to be that they calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Note to everybody. I only do that if you're some kind of instigator and you want it <laughs> yeah. to get worse. <laughs> you want to see if she will actually pull the knife, okay? <laughs> she will. At Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll tell you about that on the holiday edition, guys. <laughs> um, but no, we've been talking a lot about – so we are almost halfway through our 30s. Oh. No, I am not actually. Did you throw up a little in the back of I'm your mouth? I'm barely 30 years old. <laughs> um, that's what we call a lie. Um, <laughs> I love lying. Um, anyway, so we are hearing a lot of backlash. And um, I've had so many clients come in recently be like, um, am I allowed to still part my hair on the – yes, you can part your hair on the side. You can part your hair in the middle. You can part your hair however you feel. Generation Z, I'm going to ask that you back off. Listen okay? here, little bitches. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> We've been through a lot, okay? Like, yes, you're enduring a pandemic, but we're enduring a pandemic, and we endured a recession, and we endured the 80s, okay? It was rough. If you've ever questioned – anything about your parents, like ask them to show you pictures of them in the 80s and just know that that's what took us to school. Okay. That's what picked out our clothes. That's who made us look like weirdos and when we were middle schoolers. You guys have like social media and the internet for help. We had nobody. Okay. I had uh, we I have a picture where it was like heritage day or something at school and Lori dressed me up like the refugee. <laughs> and I think it was supposed to be like Spanish or something, but I so question, and I was you, missing a front tooth, and I had like this. What grade was this? I, okay, we can't old play. woman. Um, no, but think about that. Like I remember, like we would get the like permed bangs almost, where they're like triple layered and sprayed up. So literally, middle parts and side parts, like we've been through way worse. But we were reflecting on th the difference between how we feel in our twenties versus how we feel in our thirties. And I guess Jordan had asked her followers. Yeah. So on Instagram, I did a poll because I wanted to see, you know, what what a lot of people's 20s versus 30s, you know, difference was. And it was um, kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they all sounded very familiar. <laughs> well, and I, so I think, you know, we're just going to get this out of the way for people that drink on it you know more regularly than us because we don't really but if you in your 30s if you're drinking in your 30s you are basically borrowing the next day's happiness and energy in a bank that's already low so you are you know what i mean because the next day you're so hungover you feel like shit so you're you're anxious like 30s hangover anxiety 
is way worse than 20s hangover anxiety. I get hungover if I don't get a full eight hours of sleep. What do you think alcohol does to my body? Like, well, yeah, I mean, and it's like when we were in our 20s, like we would go out, we would get hammered, we would come home, throw up, you know, eat, throw up teeth, probably again. Go to work. And then get up and, and work a full day and like laugh about it and then go back out again that, you know, the next night. Like, well, I didn't have that many friends, so I didn't normally <laughs> go out twice in a row. Well, I'm saying no, like I'm we would go to like Firefly and go to dinner and get, you know, a pitcher of sangria. Like we weren't like, you know, turned off of alcohol for a month. Like we were still riding oh. that train. No, I if I drink now like I did in my 20s and when I say in my 20s, like I wasn't a huge drinker, but like we did like the occasional like wine night or like we would always go to one spot that had like the best pitchers of sangria and we would finish one or two pitchers. We weren't going out to not drink though. Like we weren't going to a club and being like, not for me, thanks. Like we were drinking. It was free. Yeah, but that made us more social too, I felt. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want people thinking that like we were just living in Vegas as like you know, the Mormon church and not drinking at all. Shuttered women. No, no, no. We We did, but like, I'm not, I can't do shots. Like I never really did shots. Like I wasn't one of those types of drinkers. I was like, yeah, we're going to go out to dinner and I'm going to have way too many glasses of sangria or we go out and it was always champagne for us because it tasted good to me and everything else tasted like crap. So I could drink more of it. And then four glasses later, you're wondering why your legs feel like jelly and you can't make it to the bathroom. Jess would, we would get, you know, we would be at people's tables and they would be like, what are we getting for the table? And Jess would just flat out be like, we, uh, champagne. <laughs> we would just flat out request it. But you so, got to set clear guidelines up front people. Okay. Yeah. This is my expectation. If right. you can't meet it, it's cool. I'm on to the next. Yeah. There's more tables. <laughs> but like, you know, so recently I had a good bottle of wine. And I was in the mood for it. You know, like I wanted that. I wanted a couple that glasses. That $14.99. <laughs> no, it was given to me. It was given so to me by somebody. So it was so expensive. 3 Okay. You know, so it was bought expensive bottle. But anyways, so then the whole week I'm thinking, okay, all right, tonight's going to be the night that I'm going to open this bottle of wine. And then I'm like, well, I can't do it tonight because I have to, I know I'm going to be super busy at work tomorrow. So like I, I have to be on my A game. So I can't do it tonight. So then I'm like, well, I'll do it Friday night. And then I'm like, all right, well, it's Friday night, but I can't do it tonight because I have a workout scheduled in the morning. And then I have a nail appointment right after that. So I can't miss my workout and I can't be hung over at my nail appointment. So I can't do it tonight. So it's really just me talking myself out of drinking every night. Every, yeah. Because like I put I'm, it off. Right. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want this. And then and then it's the whole bloating and calorie thing. It's like, all right, so alcohol makes you bloated. So in the morning, my face is going to look fat. I'm going to feel you know, even more gross. And I, I, it's just like, I talk myself out of it each night. I'm like, yes, tonight's a night. It's wine night. And then I'm like, Ooh, can't tonight. No. It's like one of those things where you would wake up and you'd be like, yeah, you want to go out tonight? Yeah, let's go out. And then by four or five o'clock, you're like, please don't text me. Yeah, please don't. Please don't text me. <laughs> I, I, I said, I want to go out. But I am so tired. And I just had a big lunch. So I'm like not <laughs> feeling it. That's how I feel every day in my 30s. I like, only got nine hours of sleep last night. And to ugh. be fair, 10 is like really where Minimum. I- <laughs> Minimum. I like to be asleep for at least 50 to 65 percent of the day so i mean that- honestly now most of my time especially during the week is just spent finding an acceptable time an acceptable hour to go to bed like <laughs> what is an acceptable hour nine something is that too early or you know like i'll usually take my zan around like 9 30 9 27 i like to say it's a good time because then i can get in my bed 
and, you know, get ready to just get into that slumber around 10. See, I just prepare myself <laughs> for um, on and off sleep. Well, m- mine's on and off too because I I have a blind dog who he's a senior dog and I have to get him up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. So I'm already getting up, you know, more than multiple times a night anyway. So that's why I think I start so early in order to get, See, you I, know. in my mind, it's like the later I go to sleep, the less I actually have to wake up and take chomps out because again, he weighs, oh, this is his winter weight, 6.68 <laughs> pounds. His summer weight is 6.48. They wanted me to make, they wanted to make sure I knew that he had gained weight. And I was like, Chal- I gained 20 pounds this year. You think I'm going to be mad? He gained 0. 0.20 ounces. Like, let him live. But I'm up every three and a half to four hours because his bladder's the size of an acorn. So, and he wakes up in the middle of the night, chugs water. Yeah, of course. And then comes back and gets me and says, take me outside. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm his. I mean, and I, I, would, I work for him. I would die for my dog. So I literally don't mind at all. Like I cry a little bit to myself like, God, please. I'm just so tired. But I, I bitch, still get up and do it. I bitch at first. Yeah. And then once I'm actually out there, I'm like, oh, good boy. Are you I happy? know. Good boy. Yeah. I encourage it. I'm an asshole. But no, I can't. I can't wake up the next day like I used to. I mean, that's a lot of people. But don't come for parts. Don't come for fashion. At the time, we thought we looked good. Um, and again, if you're going to attack anything about millennials, Google Snooky Poof, okay? And if you're not sure what it looks like, check the story when Jordan goes to sleep because I will post the story of Jordan Rock the Snooky Poof hard. But you know what? You would die me, hard poof. Let me just say, just <laughs> let me go out like that and – you know, I'm not saying Jess wasn't a great friend. I'm saying she let me leave like that. So okay. you be the judge. Okay, I had to pick and choose. <laughs> she would come down, slinking down the stairs, <laughs> and I'd be at the bottom waiting. Okay, waiting. And whatever you had, she's a like swoop bang. I did have a swoop. I have full cross bangs too. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but she would come slinkering down the stairs and whatever get up she threw on and she'd be like what's this look like i'm like slutty go back upstairs and change so i wasn't gonna say and change the poof i had to like pick yeah and you know what honestly at the time we thought it looked good yeah we did think it looked good and i don't know why because now i'm like that was hellacious like why do i want to extend my forehead <laughs> why do i want to put my oh, hair okay. up to the ceiling yeah that, it's not a good look. Please send us back. your poof pictures. If you, if I'm not the only one who had a poof, I'd like to see others' poofs. She wants to compare her poof <laughs> to your poof. Okay, before any that on your head, I don't want any weird ass <laughs> photos coming through to her Instagram DMs. So here's my poof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to. We're see talking it. <laughs> about the Snooky bumpet. Okay, bumpet. I did have a bumpet. You did. I know. Yeah. Oh, I think that it thing didn't, got lost. My hair was too thin for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you could always see it through. She's like, "Can you see it?" And then after a while, I was just like, "No, Jordan, you can't see." Yeah, it. I, I just and and it wouldn't stay in my head because I had four hairs like a baby, so it was just it was really bad. So I think, I mean, honestly, I think for thirties, like I look way better in my thirties than I did in my twenties, as far as my face, <laughs> my hair, and my style goes. My body. My body, my body, my twenties, my body ain't it. Yeah. You know what I mean? My body belonged to my twenties. Yeah. I definitely, I feel my style is better in my thirties. I definitely feel like I invest more in myself. Right. I.e. Botox. Yeah. And I'm more conscious of 
what vibe I'm giving off when I go somewhere. Like I used to always dress like I was ready for something. Like Like, heels, wedges, like, no, I love a good flat, you know? Yeah. I love a good tenny. But I, I love think, a good tennis shoe. I like a good sneaker. <laughs> um, no, but it's crazy because I remember thinking I was – you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. Right. I thought I was – I thought I was out of shape in my 20s. Well, yeah. We we both did. And it was like we would work out a little bit. But, I mean, and not for naught, we lived in Vegas where those I mean, girls – competition is fierce. But those girls, their, their you know, income comes from how they look. And so they – have that was to. an investment. Like mm-hmm. they had to look. So they were working out four hours a day at the gym. They were on strict diets. They were seeing plastic surgeons. I mean, and so then there was me and Jess. Yeah, a lot of them were also taking like Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has any, let me know. Other things. Um, But, you know, me and Jess were just kind of like, oh, here we are with our LVAC fitness membership, you know, working out a little bit. But then we we were like, oh, we're, we look gross. And we looked bomb. Like our bodies were 20, 22 year old bodies. Oh my God. I had the smallest little weight. I had, I had abs. Like, yeah. For doing nothing. For doing nothing. That's the thing. Like we could have them now, but it's the actual effort that we have to put into them. But no, in our twenties, I remember there was like a month where we were like, we're going to work out twice a day and yeah. we're going to eat smoothies. <laughs> and we like watched what we ate. And I'm no lie. We probably got into shape like like that right it was like overnight we were Mm -hmm. like oh actually i guess we only have to do it for one day because there's the body (laughs) that we were looking for and now i i like you know i i work out and stuff and but if i work out in a way that's not their proper form i have like hip pain (laughs) shoulder pain body aches because i didn't do the proper form now we would be at the gym on any machine not a fucking clue what we were doing just just going straight for it they used to have pictures <laughs> yeah, like on the side, like suggested use. We would have to sit there, like try not to make it obvious that we're like reading them. Like, but like shit. we never, we were never sore. Our bodies never hurt. We were just doing whatever we were doing. We were raw dogging it at the gym. And now. <laughs> no, listen, no, no, we were not. Okay. I meant with the equipment. <laughs> Without a trainer is what she meant. Yeah. But now I'm like, you know. Oh, I'm not in the right plank form. This is going to hurt my shoulder for the next week. In yoga, I don't pull all the way through and drop my shoulders. So then I I look like a hunchback for two days. I'm looking for a modification of some sort for this. (laughs) You know? Um, If you need to drop your knees, I'm already there. (laughs) The the drop to the knees was my option. Uh, You know? I didn't even come up. Right. Two activities ago. No. No, I mean, I definitely, I feel like we have way better ideas or options to keep healthy now yeah um really they didn't i didn't know anything about diet like i thought if you ate plain chicken and cucumbers right. like well and that's what skinny. i mean we would make you know turkey burgers and we would like that was what we were like these are oh my so- god do you remember the little yeah. turkey sliders we with would feta yeah we made them with feta we Jess, thought we were chefs and by we it was jess she <laughs> made them and they were like a specialty that she was really good at well we thought they were delicious the and, only thing i knew how to make yeah and we she like that's when you know like shit was in lockdown was when me and jess were making turkey feta mini sliders because they were the healthy option yeah that was healthy for us and that's what we were that's when we had company coming or when we were going, going to the, to the pool. it was pool season it was the turkey feta burgers yep memorial day weekend <laughs> <laughs> um i don't make those anymore because i don't eat turkey and i kind of want one no <laughs> 
Please. No, I still. I Maybe still, for my birthday. <laughs> no, so like I still make junk food sometimes. But again, it's all plant-based. plant-based. So like I made him like a, a vegan Big Mac. Yeah, which okay. he said was really good. I'm not going to toot my own horn. But most, toot, 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 toot. <laughs> you, I mean, if I serve that to people, which I'm not going to lie, there was one holiday where I made every single food item vegan and nobody knew. And I'm talking like dessert, appetizers, like everything. And I didn't tell anybody and neither did he. And it was like perfect. But yeah, at you the bottom know. of the dish, Jess had a poster that said it was vegan, bitches. And a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> and one of these had gotcha. poison and a toenail in it. <laughs> I spread those amongst two different ones. No. Um, no, we actually, speaking of like, okay, so imagine a place, LVAC, it stands for Las Vegas Athletic club club yeah okay, let's say <laughs> a company <laughs> and it was it was cheap but it was i mean there was a big facility yeah and, it was huge i mean people would like look like they got a blowout and went and worked out and here with jordan and i in our like yeah. t-shirt and yeah. like our flared leggings very pittsburghish very pittsburghish um we'd work out for like 30 to 40 minutes it was more people watching than anything yeah like we used to see this one girl Nobody hit on us ever, not a single time, because we were not. I don't think we put that vibe out. Well, there was uh, everybody there was more attractive. Than us. <laughs> yes, that that is very. So true. that's why we never got in on. And there's people of all ages there. I want to break right. that out. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, like I remember there'd be one girl who would like dance on the treadmill. Like I'm talking like wet noodle, like <laughs> like we shaking ca- your arms and we legs. called it noodle on the treadmill yeah. because it was literally it was like one of those um. Did you ever see one of those inflatable like things outside of car dealerships yeah. with the arms that look like little noodles? <laughs> it, that's how she danced on this treadmill, like just like shaking her limbs. It was, I mean, it was entertaining. We went to and we watched, entertainment. We watched her get four people's numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we then went up to her and asked, "What's your secret? <laughs> Is the arm thing mandatory on here, or <laughs> my body doesn't roll like that? Is that something you learn, or do you just are you bored with it?" But okay, so th- so th- this. She was probably in her 30s. And you know why I think that? Because the bitch didn't <laughs> her, care. She didn't have joints. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the bitch didn't care. You know what I mean? And I feel like in your 20s, you give a fuck. You care what people think. You know, like, you feel like you're always being judged. And it's, you know, you're kind of adjusting your personality and, like, you know, your mannerisms to, like, to kind of, like, adjust to be with the people that you're with. Well, I also think that you... I don't want to say this because, and again, this is not like, this is what, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm nothing. (laughs) Like, true story. If you don't believe me, call my mother. (laughs) She will agree. (laughs) Um, No, I just, I feel like you're not fully, like, you're still finding yourself. Right. Like, in a sense that, like, you're going to allow certain things because you just don't know any better. And then when you allow things to happen to yourself, you're like, eh, I didn't really like that. Like, I need to set up a boundary or like, that doesn't serve me. Or like, I'm still finding out who I am. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to find her, but. Well, and you know what? So I was talking to, I, I want to say it was Dina, but, but we were talking about red flags when you were in your 20s versus red flags now. They looked pink. So, well, red red flags in your 20s were like, oh, yeah, like I actually caught him having sex with somebody else. And then I caught. Uh, and he turned his head and I got a full look at him. So I yeah, knew it was but, him. And it's like, you know, and then he actually flat out said, I'm not interested in you. 
but I did get a you up text. So I really feel like there's it, a, it's there's coming a back around. I feel like there's a future now in my thirties, I'll go on a date with someone and be like, their corner tooth look too sharp. I'm not interested. <laughs> the way they cut their chicken wasn't my jam. He was a heavy breather. <laughs> and it, it came up as a green text. So I didn't even respond. Do you know what I mean? Like you. No, no, no. I, okay. So I had a relationship once. And again, this was one of those relationships where like I was half in it because again, I knew that. He had money. No, <laughs> no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> he, he didn't live full time in Vegas. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't in fear of committing or wanting to be fully committed to him. So I think I definitely gave more allowances because yeah. I knew that like I wasn't fully invested either. Right. But I remember going to visit him um, when he was working one time and again, brought my suitcase from home and I remember unpacking and it was like the next day and I looked down and I'm like, there's an earring on the floor. And I'm like, I pick it up and it's like this big gaudy like tacky like rhinestone like looking earring and i remember like he comes out of the bathroom and i'm like is this your earring like it doesn't have pierced ears and again why are you wearing <laughs> women's costume jewelry and i'm like i just found this on the floor like have you had another girl here recently like not even like have you ha are you with another woman i said has she been here recently like i feel weird that somebody was just here again giving him an well, allowance. He had a cleaning lady, didn't he? So Okay, so yeah, he tried to say like, oh, it might have been the cleaning lady. Yeah, but and I'm so saying- So you pay her? Well, and here's the thing. If you have a cleaning lady, it's not hers and she's cleaning. So this had to have been a recent thing. Exactly. But he almost convinced me because I had borrowed my roommate's suitcase that it was probably hers. So I'm literally like texting her and she's like, no, I don't think so. I'm not missing anything. So I was like, oh, she probably just doesn't realize it yet. Listen, it was another girl's earring. I knew that right away in my heart. I knew that there was somebody else that had been there before and I allowed it. Like I, I convinced myself that it was okay. Well, I was it, like, no, it's not a big deal. It's the same thing of when a dude shows you who he is or when he's telling you something, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Because if a dude's telling you, I'm not ready for a relationship or I'm, you're too good for me. I am. Get the hell out of there. Stop putting, stop investing time and money. Well, I guess not money. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh my about, God. No, no, Jordan's talking about money because this bitch yeah. has literally, okay. You want to talk about red flags? Jordan can write a book on red flags. That It's coming out on October. Um, we're just waiting for some legal things to be cleared up. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to make sure that uh, nobody can dispute its release because their names are mentioned. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, but I remember one time, and I'm not going to say who it was and don't get mad, but I found out that she helped a gentleman pay for half of his ticket to come see her. And I was like, you ain't ever getting that money back. And she's like, well, he just needed a this, this kid had money. He came from money. His family had money. And I'm like, you, if he wanted to come see you, he would have found the money. Well, yeah, because he was in like in medical school, supposedly, which I think he's still in. <laughs> and he's married with kids later. But it's like, you know what I mean? But, 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 okay, so here's my what is it like acts of love or like love language? Yeah. My love language is gifts and like love. It, like that's my whole thing is like giving. So it's not the fuck anymore. But <laughs> when I was younger, we had a talk. My thing when I was younger was giving when I didn't have it, mm -hmm. you know, buying things always. And I was like always either dating or in a relationship with someone who was 
needy. Way more, but no, but like way more wealthy than yes, me. But they made and you I feel like the, you had to do stuff for them. Well, and I was the one that was like, I'll pay for this $300 dinner. Like, why, bitch? And Jordan comes home. She's like, uh, it's instant ramen this week, ladies. Well, but do you know what I mean? Like, that was me, like, was. trying to earn love that way. And their respect. Right. And, be and like, I, it wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. I, and and obviously now, you know, I, now, I don't know, honest, to be honest, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be interested in a relationship because I just am so comfortable on my own not financially or any <laughs> <laughs> or sexually or anything like that. I'm just saying like I'm so used to being on my own now that I don't know if I could if I have the mental space to like adjust to being with somebody else. Okay, so that's the kind of bullshit I used to tell people in my 20s. You do. You will. If you met the right person and they complimented, not had to add to your life. You shouldn't need anyone to add to your life. Right. You should want to be with somebody that like compliments you. Yeah. And not like, oh, you're pretty. But I mean like makes you the person, helps you be the person you want to be. And you don't need to make space for somebody with that. They will meet you on your playing field. They will match you mentally and with their energy. And we're not getting – Jordan will one day find somebody. I think I will I'm find only attracted to celebrities. Like, no, no. <laughs> like I, 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 like I've not seen one. You know, like well, attractive where are you gonna person. Find them? Yeah, Hinge? true. Well, yeah, Bumble? no, there's nobody on this. You think but, Ryan Reynolds is like, hey Blake? I, yeah, I'm not into this. I'm gonna jump on um, Hinge in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I so found a uh, Jordan style in. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, she looks like she needs somebody special, so I'm going to jump on the hinge. and Like, I do find a lot and, – and that's the thing is, like, I know I'm not asexual because I, I find male celebrities attractive, but I don't find any real men attractive that are, like, real people. No, you don't find boys attractive. There's a difference. Is there not? I, yeah, there – I don't know at this point. I don't know anything, truly. <laughs> no, you I don't. I mean, I can't – I can't <laughs> – Confirm or deny anything because, you know. All right. So but let's. No, no, no. We're going back to this. Well, I don't want to talk about my depressing day <laughs> no. now. Okay. Anyways, I think in your 30s. And again, I feel like this is something that a lot of people responded how they feel is like, I have more confidence in my 30s. And not because I think I like am better than I was in my 20s, but because I know what I am willing to allow. And I guess I have more confidence in saying no. Like I have boundaries. I I know how to set clear and definitive like boundaries that I need for my mental health. And those make me more confident. Well, and I think that in your 20s, you're kind of still trying to impress other people and still trying to like find your niche. Is, mm -hmm. it, is it niche? Yeah, your niche. 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 What niche? niche. Uh, that sounds weird to me. But anyways, so I feel like you're still kind of trying to do that. So you're doing more things you wouldn't normally do or you don't want to do. Say yes to everything. Right. No. That you no. don't want to do. So then in your 30s, you know, in, in your 20s, you're like, all right, I give a few fucks. Like, I, I have some fucks to give. Like, I'll try that. Yeah, like, I'll do that. I'll try that. I have some fucks to give. In your 30s, there's not a single fuck in the cup left. So now it's like, you know what? I don't want to go there because, you know, I'm tired. It's a late. I don't like the food there or I don't like the company. So actually, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So you're more confident in your choices because there are they are yours and you're making them on behalf of yourself. So I think it's 
that's more of, you know, and like knowing what you want out of life and knowing, you know, whether or not you have it, because I don't have what I want out in life, but knowing what you want and what your values are, are, I think are more clear in your thirties. Oh yeah. You'll, you, you don't settle as much. Well, yeah. And, and I just feel like it's like it's, traveling is, is a lot different in your thirties and in your twenties and like travel 100%. Yeah. Because think about, I mean, when you're in your 20s, and again, a lot of it comes with income. Like, you know, you're just starting out work. Like, you don't have a lot of money. Like, I remember thinking like a good time on a vacation, like us and three other people shared a hotel room. I am lucky if I want to share a hotel room with one other person now. Like, I don't like sharing hotel rooms. I'd rather pay extra money to stay by myself. I'd rather spend more money to get the bigger Airbnb to have my own bathroom. Like, these are things I need for my boundaries. Jess says this, but then me, her, and Sarah all shared a king bed (laughs) in Miami. one time. Listen, there's some people I don't mind sharing things with because, like, I don't have as many boundaries with them. But again, this was also a very nice hotel, a very nice room. Yeah. It wasn't like... well, and I agree. Like now, like my family, and also, how do you split up three people into two rooms? Right, but like my family, you know, like whenever I'm booking like our Airbnb, like you know, I went to Nashville with my parents and Deep Creek and stuff. I need to look at them before we book anything because I don't trust nobody, right? And I have to approve it. it. Has to be up to my standards, which some are most of the time are out of my financial means. But Always. I'll make, but Always. I'll make it work because I want the better place. I want mm-hmm. the nicer place. Like I'm not looking for a cheap motel in Miami just so I can go to Miami. Your ass is itchy if you think for 2 seconds I'm taking some discounted flight to Miami and staying at a at a motel so I could take a picture with my ass in a thong bikini on the beach. That is absolutely a nightmare and not something I'm into. I barely take pictures. Um I pay extra to stay at the nice hotel with the nice pool with the nice restaurants and the nice bed. And I'd rather not spend money to go out to a club. Like right. I, I, those are the allowances I make. Like now, what would I rather give up? Alcohol, except for at the pool. I yeah. do love. I do love a, a, a frozen rose. A frosé all yep. day. Sangria. I mean, you want to get me to drink? Those are the type of drinks you need to like proposition me with. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than a cold. Well, so now, like you know, when we lived in Vegas, pool parties were our highlight. Like, I'm getting on loved- the internet and booking. <laughs> We loved pool parties and we loved a pitcher of margaritas, a pitcher of mojitos. We were in it. I'm allergic to tequila now. We were boozing as hard as we can. Now we're like, you know what would be good? A nice nice frosé while we relax and read our book. And I eat just as much to compensate for the alcohol. So I don't really get buzzed. Get two or three appetizers for the pool. An edible. You're good. (laughs) Like, best vacation ever. I like a half a Zan with my frosé just to put me in that real calm, relaxing... Uh, just half a gummy. ...pool day. I can tell you about taking two gummies before, okay? Didn't end up well. Is the music too loud? Can we turn that down a bit? <laughs> can you stop the moving vehicle? I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I did throw up. A lot. We did throw up. Well, that was the easiest way not to feel like you're you're going to throw up for two days. You could throw up right away or you could feel like you're going to throw up for two days. It's up to you. <laughs> Make the choice. I normally ended up having to do both. (laughs) But no, vacations for me is not so much about like partying and having fun. It's more of like I want to get away and be like pampered. Well, it's a reset. I think vacations now are just for like a reset to like reset your mind, your body. Like like I said, I think I've said this on another podcast, but not another person's podcast. (laughs) 
are you cheating on me that's where she was last week guys she found somebody else it's called nightmare <laughs> jordan just- nightmares with jordan a horror story podcast um all jordan does is n- uh, narrate the serial killer shows that she's watching currently in the middle of the night hire me please id but um no but i said like the best feeling in the world is getting off the plane, walking out of the airport into like a warm destination. Oh, and that, that warm ocean, you. that ocean air is unmatchable. You cannot match that. That feeling is like a thousand out of 10. The best is like when you pick up your rental car. Okay, I'm another weirdo. I have control issues. I think we talked about this on another episode. Another Maybe. person's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> when I was on somebody else. No. Um I like the reason why we like to drive. Like we like to have control. Right. Like it it helps calm us from like so many other like what ifs. When I go away, especially if it's a city I'm familiar with, like Miami, I always run a car. I like to have a car. I don't want to get an Uber. Don't call me an Uber. I want a car. I want a valet. I don't want to have to walk. I, yes. I like Do to you get- know why I'm I'm like laughing over here. Why? Because don't laugh. Do you okay? But picture that now, and then picture the last time we took a Miami trip and drove a car through Miami. No, that wasn't the last time. I know it wasn't the last time, but I'm talking about like in the 20s. first time in my twenties. The first time <laughs> I was well, the first time I was in was that yeah, that was the, the first time I was ever in Miami. Was it really? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, so, so the first time I was ever in Miami. Jordan's friend who lived there was like, listen, it's real expensive for me to park my car at work. Is there any way like we were going to dinner with her before she started her shift? She was a bartender. And she's like, would you just like take my car for the night and then like, leave it at your hotel? And we're like, okay, like, cool. Well, guess what? This was before Waze. This was before like, any of those things. <laughs> we're like cruising through like little Havana at like 11 o'clock at night. And this bitch didn't have gas in her car. Okay. She gave it to us on E. And so just imagine your anxiety driving through an from unfamiliar and we area. Her. She she's the sweetest, nicest yes. person. It, I'm she not didn't mad. Mean, she not. didn't mean this bitch like this no. girl was a bitch. She was not. She I was amazing all the time. Yeah. No, and I'm not mad at you for not leaving us with gas. We are the adults that said <laughs> we shouldn't stop immediately right here. We're gonna try to make it halfway home. We we knew we weren't gonna make it home. Just like I still do that on my way home. <laughs> I'm like past two gas stations. <gasps> I'll get it in the morning. Yeah. Well, I did. I just did that recently, and of course, I was late for work. But I'm late for work every single day because I have no fucks left to give. So I was late anyways. But then I had to stop and get gas on top of it. And it, you know, now every freaking gas station is like, put your rewards card number in. What's your rewards card? And I'm like, bypass, bypass. Just let me put my freaking credit card in so I can get to work 20 minutes late, not 30 minutes late. Oh, see, I try to just like casually make it so like Jay has to take my car for something when I'm on E because <laughs> he's too much of a gentleman. He'll never just return my car in E. And I remember my stepmom the one day I was like, oh, yeah, he always like he'll take my car sometimes and just fill up the gas and like wash it. And she like looked at me real sad and was like, your dad's filled my tank up once. And I'm like, "Ooh, awkward. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry for you. So I am very fortunate for that. But yes, Pick better men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He sounds like a dud. <laughs> No, that's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> JK, JK. JK, JK. But no, um, I mean, and again, I talk about like a lot of unsafe situations that Jordan and I have been in, but I will say because of our anxiety, they sound super unsafe, but we are always, we're those paranoid girls. We're always looking over our shoulder. We're always looking around. Um, We really are that like, don't go anywhere without somebody like 
if I go to the bathroom, she would go to the bathroom. If I got up to go here, she would go here. Nobody leaves like drinks or any of that weird stuff unattended. Like we're very mindful of that in our 20s and I think in our 30s. Well, and here's the thing. You have to be that way. Um, And my friend, we went to New York for a girls weekend and we were out with a friend of ours, a guy friend of ours that I had known. And we went to a nightclub. We were drinking. He asked if we wanted to do Molly. We said no. So we were still. Hey, Lori, Lori, hit, hit pause right here. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> <No>. kidding. <laughs> so then he, like, we're drinking. We had a table. We were at One Oak. We had a table. We were drinking. He, like, disappears for a little bit, comes back. And we were, you know, pretty drunk at this point. We were drinking, of course, champagne because, like, that's what else, you know? And I noticed my glass was refilled and my glass was also fizzy at the top. And so Natalie went to drink, went to take a sip of her drink. I go to look at it and I'm like, wait a second, don't drink that. He basically put Molly in both of our drinks after I said we didn't want to do it. So immediately I was like, all right, well, now we're leaving. Because I told you no, you did it anyways, and now we're we're fucking out of here. So he's like, all right, all right, you know, just chill. Like, I'll get you guys out, you know. Because it was like a maze. And we were at a table that was like in the back. And we don't know where we're at. So he tried to do like a loop back to like the table and be like, oh, the exit's blocked. We'll just like have another drink, whatever. And I was like, dude, if you don't get us the fuck out of this club right now. So long story short, we did end up getting out of the club we got a cab somehow natalie ended up with a broken champagne glass in her purse like the bottom of it i don't know like this is my weapon of choice yeah and we were hung over the whole next day but but what i'm trying to get at is you know as a female you have to be aware all the time but that sucks like it's literally thought you were out with a friend well that's the thing it wasn't like a stranger and the thing is is like you asked me if we wanted to do it i said no and you still tried to to give it to us i don't care if it's you know just a party whatever and i said no like what about that don't you get the the thing is is like in your 20s and 30s it doesn't matter as a female it doesn't matter if you're in your teens your 20s your 30s your 40s your 50s your 60s you have to be careful and I'm so sick of reading about stories where another woman was attacked. Like we just had this story. A police officer was charged with a kidnap and murder of Sarah Everard in the UK. A police officer. Okay. She was walking home 930 at night. She wasn't wearing anything revealing. Not that it matters if she had on a fucking G-string. It doesn't matter. But this girl was in a jacket, multiple layers, a scarf, a hat. Yeah, it's winter. And was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer, by somebody we're supposed to look to for help. So now there's like a whole movement going around and it's saying instead of protect your daughter, it's educate your son. So the whole thing that's missing out of this story isn't what was she wearing? What was she doing? Why was she by herself? It's why was she attacked? We should be able to walk home. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if it's 9.30, 10 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. If that sun sets early, should I not feel okay to walk home at the same hour every night? I guarantee if you asked every single female you know, they would have a story where they A, felt uncomfortable, B, changed their way home, 
put their keys between their fingers, had some sort of, you know, a call ready because they felt unsafe because somebody was behind them because somebody was following them too close right i i it's and this like this this whole narrative of like what were you doing or like did you you provoke yeah if you provoke the situation did you encourage us this has to stop like why why are we not you know why are we not teaching our our sons no we don't do this And, and if you are teaching your son that thank you Thank you for being right in that. But as a female, we shouldn't have to feel nervous and scared and afraid to do anything like that. To even walk to your car or try to get a a spot that's closer so that you don't have to walk that far. Is it night or you're by yourself sending your friend your location? Like, you know, even I mentioned in another pod, in another podcast, how I would tell Dina, like, you know, I'm going on a date. But that was also when I was by myself in an Uber because I didn't feel safe riding in an Uber by myself. So I was like, here's my Uber trip. I'm sending it to you so that you know my location in case this person, because it's happened so many times, decides he wants to attack me. There's always the conversation of like, what did she do? Even when even when there's cheating, it's always, well, what did she do? It's never the guy. We always let them off easy. And we still do it as parents. Like parents let their sons off easy. I think, and, and I apologize because I know I'm getting, you know, heated and worked up, passionate about that. But it, it's just like, I am so sick of seeing girls going for a run and being attacked and murdered or, you know, just walking home and being attacked. Not, and not even attacked. Okay. Let's take it even to uh, things as minor as like, making women feel uncomfortable. Right. Like I can tell you, and I I know I've said this in a joking manner, walking up to a female or addressing a girl that is not speaking to you directly to say like, oh, smile. That is, listen, that's creepy. I don't need you to tell me to smile, old man. Like if I wanted to smile, I would smile like you. Like we have always felt bad if we tell somebody no or that you make me uncomfortable or like this is unwarranted or this is unwanted it still comes back and we end up feeling guilty as women about it and it's right like, it's not for us to feel guilty if you feel awkward because i've told you you've made me uncomfortable right but that's what it is well and i saw this tiktok where this girl had like a super cute summer dress and she was like excited to wear my summer dress and then i remembered a i'll be cat called on the street B, I can't ride, ride the subway without somebody saying something inappropriate. C, if I go out, I'm going to have somebody try to like, you know, lift up my dress or, and it's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Why are we still doing this? Like, why is this still an issue? Why is this still a thing? Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, it can go back hundred. I mean, I'm sure this goes back even farther than like our modern day society. I'm just hoping that like, this is, it's weeding itself out. The more people that are aware of this are having children and then they're teaching hopefully this gen z and the millennials and everything like to do better That's if you if your son is a, a weird aggressive pervert please get them help tell and, somebody and quit you know it's making excuses. excuses for them and whatever get them fucking help tell them what the hell are you doing this shit's not right but we need to as women also not i feel like women place blame on women too yeah and like, of course we feel because guilty. they want they want if it's somebody they're related to whether it be their spouse their boyfriend their child whoever they want to find a reason to blame somebody else and not blame the man so it's like oh well you had a tight skirt on or you had your boobs out and that no no uh-uh is women we have to deal with enough 
it's a, I mean, it's it's like an exhausting battle all the time. But Always. like, there's a move. But now there's an Instagram movement because of this girl, and it's you know I've seen it on a lot of like celebrity pages and a lot of you know my friends, my own friends' pages, and it's you know the it, it's the protect it's protect your daughter scratched out, and it says educate your son. So like, let's stop having to protect our daughters and let's start educating our sons and let's make that the new movement. So we don't have to tell your daughter 58 ways to protect herself when she's walking home from anywhere. And I don't want to have to give some, a friend, a gift of a taser to keep in her purse. Like that's not a fun gift. Like, have you ever been given a taser and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to never hopefully have to use this. Right. Like it's, we don't want to buy those things. We want to fill our purses with more practical things like chapsticks and snacks. Lots <laughs> of snacks. Edibles, vape pens, snacks. <laughs> like, like pills and my snacks yes. take priority in my purse. Can okay. we just... I don't want to have to put tasers and pepper spray. Okay? Done with that. Um, but that is it for episode five. I think we're going to jump off the soapbox. Yeah. We just, you know, w- once again, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And... We just want, um, regardless if you're in your 20s or your 30s, we want to make sure that you're a bad bitch. (laughs) Yes. Bye. Bye.